Didn't see you come in. Welcome to the Bad Taste Crowdcast. So nice of you to join yeah. us. <laughs> I was trying to make our intro a little more like, I don't know, <laughs> sultry? Yes, for what's about to happen. Oh, hello, yeah. Welcome to the Bad Taste Crimecast. I am your co-host, Vicky. And I'm Janelle. And we are back again to talk about some madams of murder, dames of death. Yeah, dare I say... Wait, what was it? I had a really good one for this. <laughs> Fuck. Sisters of Satan? Ooh. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I like it. We're going to be talking about some crazy bitches. Yes. <laughs> um, we will be talking about some Black Widows today. So, gentlemen, heads up. If you're married... Take notes. <laughs> take some notes, because this is going to be a wild ride. Yeah. But first, uh, we do want to talk about some news that's kind of happening... Uh, let's talk about Washington, D.C. Oh, as if we, As if we can talk about Washington, D.C. enough. Yeah. Um, basically, in Washington, D.C., it has come out that there is an obscene amount of missing African-American and Latina uh, girls, girls yeah. missing from Washington that has kind of sparked some outrage within the public. And people are calling for FBI Director Comey to... Uh, do a full investigation and devote the resources necessary for the investigation. There's like a hashtag on Twitter. Was it like a find these girls or missing DC girls? There's yeah. a couple of them. Um, and I mean, it's a significant amount of young teenage girls that have vanished. They're all like posted as critical and it just kind of makes me remember the Atlanta child murders and it's like a parallel. Right. It's like the same thing happening. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta think when there is this amount of children going missing, the, there is a quote in this article that um, we kind of got some of this information from that in the letter that lawmakers sent to Attorney, Je- uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions and FBI Director James Comey, that they also uh, mentioned, and I think this is very true, that when children of color go missing, a lot of times authorities assume that they are runaways mm-hmm. rather than victims of abduction, which I kind of find hard to believe because after you have things like Johnny's Law being put into place, where if it's a missing child, they have to investigate it as a... Investigate it right away. Yes. And where where are the Amber Alerts on these children? They're children. Yeah. 10, 12, 13. That's a child. Where's your Amber Alert? Like, they don't... Nothing. They have missing posters and that's it. They put them as critical and missing. Yeah. And that's it. And they have literally, the the D.C. Police Department almost daily has been posting a new missing child, which is why this has kind of garnered so much attention, is because it's daily that they're posting a new missing child from the D.C. Police Department uh, Twitter page. So, obviously, this is an issue. Yeah. Obviously. Um, um, look into it. Uh, 
definitely go on Twitter. The hashtags for the Missing DC Girls, it's exploding. I mean, there's celebrities getting involved. There's a lot of organizations in the DC area that are pressing the police department to get off their ass and do something. And up to this point, at least as of the recording of this podcast, which uh, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be a few weeks after. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, the FBI basically has said we're looking into it and kind of refused to comment. So yep. we'll see if there's um, any updates on this. We'll try and keep you guys updated, but um, this heads up on that. Okay, so, <laughs> now that I grabbed your attention with our news story. Yeah, let's um, change gears a little bit. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, Black Widows. So, I was kind of researching this, and I find it fascinating because I feel like a lot of times female serial killers get in- pegged into this Black Widow status. Yeah. Like, as if that's the only thing that a woman is capable of yeah. doing is killing for money or, yeah. you know, monetary gains. Which, it was interesting, because I, when I was doing my research on this, they definitely lump it just, uh, in general... A large portion. Women serial killers into the Black Widow category, and that's not true. That's not yeah, there are several categories. Yes. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, Eileen Wernos, not a Black yeah. Widow. They did. They list her on a lot of the Black Widow lists. I, I noticed <laughs> that. I was like, wait a second. She's not. Yeah, no. Yeah, whatsoever. You have, you have uh, another category, like Angels of Death. Yeah. Which is a different thing. And a lot of times those get lumped, lumped into, into the Black, Black Widow, Widow status. Category, it's yeah. not the same thing. If you think of Black Widow, specifically it's about um, women who kill significant others. Yeah. A lot of times they also kind of venture into killing their children. Yeah. It's a lot of like loved um, ones yeah, or it's people a loved close one. to them. Yeah. So um, I kind of just off the top of my head think about like some of the movies that I've seen that have had like Black Widows in them. Um, that Cary Grant film, Arsenic and Old Lace. Amazing. It's a I play. did see that pop up in, it's in the research. <laughs> I love Cary Grant. He was a delicious man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an old film, like 1944 old, but it's a really good film. And that's like a t- two old ladies killing, killing dudes, but that they, you know, kind of enticed into their house. Yeah. Um, and then Serial Mom, like a great 94 film flick. Fucking Kathleen Turner just, like, goes off the handle, starts stabbing people for, like, really bad etiquette. So <laughs> Yeah, that one looks really good. You were just showing me that a minute ago, oh and I had not seen it, but it looks to be... What was my childhood? Why was I yeah, watching right. all of these? <laughs> I, know, I think in episode... It was funny, because in episode one, when we talked about the horror movies, you were like, yeah, I used to watch all these terrible movies by myself in the basement I when I was a kid. zero parental <laughs> supervision. I was wandering my neighborhood at three in my nightgown, like, my... <laughs> Parents were out to lunch for the entirety of the 90s. Okay. Um, but just getting into, like, the psychology of it. So, like, a lot of times, female serial killers are considered, like, more lethal than uh, a male serial killer. I don't see this, but the uh, sort of reasoning behind it is that they kill slowly. They plan it out. It is... Um, a means to an end. It is not for the thrill of killing. It's because they have a mission, they have a plan. So they're going to, you know, think about it. It's going to be meticulous. So that's why a lot of times psychologists will say that they're more lethal than their male counterparts because it is a very calculated crime. So kind of like the definition of a Black Widow serial killer is 
a female who tends to kill men, that they are emotionally or physically closest to, particularly a husband, a lover. They generally kill to improve their lifestyle, so like insurance claims, kind of, you know, yeah. getting inheritances, Even things like that. Even them in that expensive shit. Right? Even though if, you look, at, if you look at some of these women... Um, what are they buying? Cat food? Because they're, they're those cat cats ladies. that replace the husband. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> it's really popularized in a lot of films and a lot of, you know, TV shows. You see, like, this, you know, sexy, swathy woman coming in and being like, I'm gonna kill ya for, you know, your fucking money. Um, but a lot of times they aren't called Black Widows. They're called comfort killers or gain killers. So gain, G-A-N? yeah, like gain for gain. A monetary okay, gain. It. So they're frequently involved in like theft and embezzlement and fraud before they sort of ramp up to the killing, um, you know, part of their method. They're more often than not viewed as you know people interested in material things. Um, they just want money and profit. This is just a psychological sort of profile. When we start going into these killings, a lot of the women are just like, I didn't like him anymore. <laughs> yeah. I did actually, um, interestingly enough, find some statistics on kind of common themes between mm -hmm. um, Black Widow killers. There was a study done in 2002. They studied 399 serial killers, men and women, Um what they found out is that women serial killers, they account for 8% of serial killers, but American females, of that 8%, American females account for 76%. Oh, yeah. So crazy amounts in the United States. Um, and that's just people that have been caught. Right. I can yeah. guarantee you that it is higher than that because more often than not, when someone comes in to do a profile, they never, ever suspect a woman first. Oh, no. It's no, a man. Definitely not. White male Late 20s. That's, like, the go-to. Yeah. Well, and especially, I think, at least in the real... This seemed to... I don't want to say this isn't happening now, but I think because it might have been easier to get away with it in the past, and a lot of, like, the old... If it was happening in, like, the 20s or the 30s, they do not suspect women at all. Mm -hmm. You're, like, a gentle flower that is just yeah. not capable of something like and that. And even if they are caught, they're released. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'll maybe go to an institution in the same asylum for a little bit, and then they're released. Oh, yeah. They do not. I mean, back then, it was like, oh, she's just a little bit, you know, they panicky. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, they also found that the top, um, they did a subsample of 62 women, and the top method used by females is poison. Yep. Um, 80%. And actually, the least uh, least used, interestingly enough, is drowning. Which I thought it was interesting that it was on there at all. I um, mean, you, but that's you do have a to take personal it crime. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the women who kill their children, it's drowning. Yeah. That's very true. Um, they also talked about, obviously, uh, money. You talked about mm -hmm. gain killings. Um, money is the top motive for anything. And the least likely is sex. Yeah. Which is like, that seems to, I don't, I don't even want to say this out loud because I don't want to generalize, but it seems to be more of a male dominated crime for like killing for sex. Yes. Um, I mean, a lot of the times too, 
when I was looking into this, that the, the women who are considered black widows, they're in a lot of um, jobs or positions where they're a, cat- a caretaker, they work in a nursing home, they're a nurse, right. um, maybe they're a stay-at-home mom. It's a very, like, what you associate with a woman, like a nurturing role, is also what helps them to kill. And this, uh, I mean, because that might actually have something to do with the fact that they also found that women tend to get away with these murders for an average of 10 years before they're detected. (laughs) Which is mind-boggling. I saw that and was like, really? And when you go into the stuff that we're going to talk about later, it's, I mean, decades of Killing repeatedly, and people are like, oh, that poor woman, she has terrible luck. Mm -hmm. Um, No. (laughs) So, and two, they also say that they don't, like, these black widows, most women, serial killers, they don't troll for victims, and that's where, like, the sort of difference comes between the male and female serial killers. Um, Which is why the Eileen Wernos thing... She was definitely trolling for victims. Oh, yeah. Her defense was that she was like, oh, no, you know, he's coming at me. I need to kill him. But she was trolling for victims. The psychology that they went into when they examined her. Funny. She's a a little closer to, like, a highway serial (laughs) killer. Exactly. Like we talked about in our last episode than she is to, uh, like, a black black widow. widow. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it was just kind of a little psychology behind, well, what the FBI profiles yeah. say about Black Widows. I mean, take it with a grain of yeah. salt. It's a generalization. So, let's <laughs> talk about some of these Black Widows. Yeah. There is a lot more out there. Lists. Than I lists thought. Lists on lists on lists. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are just going to kind of quickly run through some of these, and then we'll, we'll go into depth a little later. Um, the first one we're going to talk about is Mary Elizabeth Wilson. She killed between 1955 and 1957 in the UK. And in that time, she, they say, loved and lost four husbands. Um, lost. And she, quotes. Yeah, right? <laughs> she got the title Mary Widow of Windy Nook. Fucking um, Brits. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is, that actually, that title is like, it's, uh, it's a proper title. Kind of jolly, you it's know. It's a proper yeah. title that was oh, yeah. given to her. Um, she basically some some of her marriages they would only last a couple of weeks but she would stay married long enough to become the rightful heir to their estates and then she would inherit the money uh upon their death um let's see she did things like ask the local undertaker for a discount um because she had such dark humor luck. oh another yeah. one bites the dust <laughs> Yeah, after a while, the police caught on. Um, the bodies of her former husbands were exhumed, and they found out they contained insecticide, and she was sentenced to death in, sentenced to death in 1958 for murdering two of her husband. Um, it only took them three years to figure it out. Yeah. And she actually was the last woman hanged in England. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but, well, she was supposed to be the last woman hanged in England, but she had her sentence reduced to life imprisonment. So, yeah, she did. <laughs> no, but um, the next one we want to talk about is Catherine Knight. She had a long, long, long history of violence towards the men in her life, which essentially ramped up to her killing her boyfriend. She was Australian. There's some crazy shit that happens in Australia. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And 
she allegedly tried to strangle her first husband the night that they got married. And then while pregnant... It was a crazy honeymoon. It's so crazy. It's so funny to me because a lot of... I feel like with these Black Widows specifically, there's just like a lot of weird shit that happens. Yeah. You know? um, (laughs) To say the least. For instance, while while Catherine Knight was pregnant with her daughter, she torched uh, her husband's clothing and walloped him on the head with a frying pan. Why does this sound like my mother? (laughs) Is it it the word walloped? No. Like, maybe the frying pan? Maybe it's an Italian woman thing. She was very into to like the spoon frying pan chasing my dad. Oh yeah, I could they see were that. fucking nuts. <laughs> uh, so he eventually left her. She married another man, Dave Saunders. Um, then she murdered his puppy in front of him as what a the warning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a warning. As a warning, like don't Shots fuck with fired. Me. I'm yeah. gonna murder your puppy. Yeah, that's, it's escalated. Oh my pretty god. <laughs> she had um, a f- way more than a few screws loose. You just go straight murder puppies. Yeah, well, I mean, she did well with her previous husband trying to strangle him. That is like... To be fair. I mean, that's like a honeymooners <laughs> thing. You know, I oughta, and then she did oughta. Yeah. Um, but this guy, David Saunders, he didn't leave her until she had stabbed him in the stomach with a pair of scissors. Wait. <laughs> yep. It took, not the puppy killing, but it took being stabbed And with no a pair point of in this was he like, no, and then just like took the scissors away because he's probably larger than her, I would assume. Yeah, but sometimes there is no stopping a crazy bitch. Like, you have some. Maybe just put your hand on her forehead and just <laughs> no. like push her yeah. away. I imagine like in those cartoons her with the hand on her forehead and yep. she's just swinging she and can't did, I mean, she can't knife you. Put your <laughs> hand on her forehead. <laughs> Uh, it's physics, man. <laughs> <laughs> then, in October of 2001, she stabbed her new boyfriend, John Price. How is she getting all these men? <laughs> 37 times before he tried to escape. Then she... Wait, he didn't try to escape before that. <laughs> he was just I'm like, sorry. One, while, two, three. While he was trying he to waited escape. waited until 37. <laughs> I used the wrong word. <laughs> while he was trying to escape, she stabbed him 37 times. Then she skinned him. Um, for hung, a coat? <laughs> hung the skin from a meat hook. Oh chopped him God. up and started to cook his body parts. <laughs> then she set the table for dinner with his kids' names on place cards. That's a fancy fucking dinner if there's place cards. Um, this guy, though, John Price, was super smart, thinking this this broad's crazy, uh, and was worried that something like that might happen. So he kind of told his friends that if he didn't show up for work the next day, that night had killed him. Which... <laughs> You know. Um, so when he didn't show up, they called the police. Uh, they got to, the police got to her house, and they found his head in a pot boiling away on the stove with some vegetables. And she, wow. Knight was arrested. Uh, she became the first woman in Australia history, in Australian history, to be sentenced to life without parole. And oh apparently, <laughs> at the end of this, it says there's a movie being made about her... That would be interesting. That's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be so good. <laughs> so, another one in, in Australia. Um, next up is Betty Newmar, who had five husbands, all of which died mysteriously. Um, her first husband was shot in the head in 1970, and that was actually two decades after their divorce, and it was ruled a homicide, but she wasn't charged. In the mid-1950s, her second husband 
either froze to death in a truck or was shot to death on a pier in New York, um, but nobody right. really knows what happened. <laughs> In 1965. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Those are two very different deaths. I mean, they're both... Oh, no. Never mind. I was going to say they're both, like, gunshot, but no, froze no, to death in a truck. No, to death in a truck. I well, mean, where's I, the body? Where's the truck? Well, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, okay, shot to death in a pier, body goes into the water. Yeah, but if you're froze to death in a truck, there would definitely be evidence somewhere. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. What? Oh my god. Nonsense. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, she, it, let's, let me see. In 1965, her third husband shot himself in what they thought was a suicide, but they thought that he might have been shot twice, so it kind of was suspicious. Missed the first time. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was questioned, but ultimately didn't have any charges brought against her. Her fourth husband... Uh, Harold Gentry was shot in their home in 1986, and then Betty Moore's fifth husband passed away in 2007, and the state of Georgia investigated to find out if he was poisoned, but they couldn't find any evidence of Newmar's involvement, and her son also committed suicide in 1985, and oddly enough, she was named the beneficiary on his $10,000 life insurance policy. Um... Eventually, police went to Newmar. Uh, Gentry's brother, one of her previous husband's brothers, was convinced that she was behind all of these crimes and got police to finally reopen the case in 2007. And she was charged with hiring hitmen to kill her husband. But as they investigated her, they kind of found out some... More crazy shit. Oh As um, <laughs> if it couldn't get any more crazy. Yeah, the the former beautician and bus driver Very had different jobs. Ran, yeah. Maybe <laughs> she had like a beauty shop in the back of one of her buses. Oh my like, god. Like did hair on the side while she stopped. <laughs> like, come on, honey, to the back of the bus. I'll do your hair. Honey? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Um, oh, she had. She they only can do beehives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they found out. If you're getting a beehive in 2007, it's coming you. back. Is it, okay. Is it considered <laughs> all the like range. the vintage look? It is. <laughs> um, they found out that she had multiple driver's licenses, secret bank accounts, and passports and credit cards in other people's names. But before she could be charged with anything, she died from cancer in 2011. So she did not get charged with anything. Allegedly, she Usually had a lot of involvement what happens, with her They just up death, and but. die. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one we're going to talk about, Stacey Caster. Uh, her preferred weapon was antifreeze. That's very common. Like, antifreeze, pesticides, and arsenic are, like, the top three. <laughs> yeah, well, and the thing, um, I feel like things like antifreeze and... Uh, like pesticides are easy to get your hands on. Yeah, and they most of the. I mean, is arsenic? Can you just buy arsenic? I think you, you can used to be able. You to, can still. From where? Where do you? It's I mean, major, not that I want to know for my personal use. Well, but like arsenic, they, lime. That's still stuff that's used in agriculture. Yeah, so I mean, just, it's in our water. Like it's everywhere. Yeah. 
There's ar- there's a nominal amount of arsenic in apples. That's why they say if you swallow the seeds, you could get arsenic poisoning. It's like a fraction of a percentage. I, was gonna say, I thought there wasn't enough in there no. to like kill you. It's like a wife's tale, you know, oh. <laughs> like an urban legend. You're freaking me um, out because I just need some apple seeds. Oh my god, I only eat apple if seeds. If I if I'm like dead on the floor, that's why. That's my snack. I don't eat pumpkin seeds. Fuck those. I eat apple <laughs> seeds. It's hardcore. <laughs> it's nice and real hardcore crunchy. with your snacks. Oh. <laughs> no. Um, um, <laughs> she so Stacy Caster. She met her first husband. Michael Wallace, when they were 17, they got married, had two daughters. Um, Their marriage basically started falling apart, and her husband, Wallace, uh, Michael Wallace, started feeling ill and died in 2000 after he just, like, mysteriously got sick. A lot of these also, like, I think about in Sixth Sense, when that Misha Barton character got poisoned by her mom with yes. the antifreeze in her soup. Like, oh, it makes me I think know. about that. And I'm just like, no. And she, like, throws up all over herself. <laughs> well, and that is one of those things, too, that you can, like, introduce into food over a period of time. So yeah. it looks like somebody is getting sick food and then dies from their ailments yeah. versus being poisoned. Uh, which is exactly what happened in this case, because his doctors said he had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Michael Wallace's family was super suspicious, and uh, anyway, in 2003, she married David Castor, who um, she later called the police, Stacy did, saying her husband was suicidal and that he had locked himself in the be- uh, bedroom. They went in, broke into the house, broke into the bedroom, and found him dead with a bottle of antifreeze next to him, assuming it Which was... Is like- Really? <laughs> no, that would take a while for you to die from antifreeze. First, you'd, I mean, you'd start throwing up before anything would happen. I don't think that would be, like, the go-to if you wanted to kill yourself oh, right no, away. definitely not. No. <laughs> no, because that, well, yeah, no. I don't think so. Um, obviously, they assumed that it was suicide uh, for this guy as well, and she had him buried to, next to her first husband oh my gosh. in New York. Um <laughs> Later, they had some evidence come out that she had force-fed her husband the poison with a turkey baster. So they exhumed Wallace's body and found evidence of antifreeze poisoning as well, in, um, as well as her second husband. She, so she eventually, she panicked and decided to frame her daughter. Oh my god. For, I read this. <laughs> for the murder. So she invited her over for a drink, dosed her with so many pills that she wound up in a coma for 17 hours. And while her daughter was unconscious, Stacey Casser forged Wallace's name on a suicide note in which she confessed to killing her father and um, David Casser, Stacey's second husband. They didn't buy it. And she was arrested for murdering David and attempting to murder her daughter and ultimately was convicted and sentenced to 51 years, but died in prison. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, that, the fact that you would go to that length to stay out of trouble by framing your own daughter is like, what the fuck are you thinking, woman? Yeah. Which, I mean, if you're that far gone that you're killing your husbands, maybe that's not such a stretch. I just couldn't... I'm thinking to myself, like... Have you no emotional connection with anyone? You apparently not. Yeah, <laughs> apparently not. Oh, my God. Uh, the next one we're going <laughs> to briefly talk about this... <laughs> So I'm going to preface this by saying this one is located (laughs) in Japan. So get ready for the worst 
uh, pronunciation. White people as, pronouncing foreign names. As, go. <laughs> yeah, as, as you've come to realize that I cannot pronounce anything that isn't in English. Uh, so this woman's name is Shisako Kakehi. That sounds good. Okay. That sounds good. Um, she's Japan's most notorious black widow, but this entire time she has insisted she is innocent, that she's not a serial killer, but has been, quote, doomed by fate. Um, which sounds so just prophetic. Like, well, and this is my life now. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me because in Japanese culture, they do have a lot of those, like, um, it was her destiny. It was, yeah, yeah. it's very much, uh, honor and like, I don't, I don't even, these beliefs <laughs> that are, yeah, it's ingrained. The, yeah. In them. Yeah. So I, I get it. I get why she yeah. would say that, but it's just so like, <laughs> um, this is my life. <laughs> According to Japanese authorities, between 94 and 2013, at least seven men that uh, Chisako dated or married died, and she basically was left alone, except for the $7 million in insurance payouts that she received. I mean, you know, pain and suffering. (laughs) A lot of the deaths uh, were originally deemed natural causes, Two of them died of unknown causes, one had a stroke, and a boyfriend died possibly of cancer, but they later found traces of cyanide in, like, the most recent dead body um, and became pretty suspicious of her. She has been charged with the 2013 murder of her husband, Isayo Kakehi, who collapsed in his home from cyanide poisoning a month after they were married, as well as the death of her common-law husband, 71-year-old... Masanori Honda, who that died. Good. That was real good. Who died in a motorcycle crash? <laughs> Is after, that after he was poisoned? After though. he was poisoned. But I'm thinking the the idea of somebody with the last name of Honda dying in a motorcycle crash. That's a little. It's no. fate. Uh, it, yeah, <laughs> he, he was doomed by fate. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. She was also charged with the attempted. Uh, murder of her, a 78-year-old boyfriend. Dude, she is slaying in her 70s with I know. all these dudes. <laughs> um, after she allegedly slipped hydrocyanic acid into his drink while they were out to dinner. In public. In public. In public, she frigging poisoned yeah. him. And he collapsed, but he didn't die until two years later. Um, she's, like I said, to this day, she's still pretty much claims she doesn't even know how to kill anybody. It's not hard to figure that out. Right. Um, I am a simple woman who knows nothing, not even how to kill. <laughs> yeah, it, which, I, I don't know. I guess as women, you can get away with it. Like we said, they're kind of, they're the delicate flowers. I don't even know how to use poison. Are there instructions? Yeah. <laughs> how does this work? You just dump it in here? No? That's, that's it's like oh, baking well. a cake. That's yeah. all I know how to do. <laughs> um, the last one we're going to talk about on this kind of like power run through <laughs> Black Widows is Vera Renzi. Again, I'm going to preface this by saying this one was uh, in Romania, so there's going to be some crazy names. I probably will not be able to um, pronounce. Uh, She basically was the daughter of a wealthy family. Her, I I was looking at pictures of her online. She is fucking gorgeous, which is like... a black widow. I know, (laughs) but she's like, she is gorgeous. So she's basically a 
wealthy heir. She lives her life in ease. She was kind of promiscuous because she could be. Um, and she, they had said that she had been involved with a number of men before she reached the age of 15, a lot of them who were super older than her. Um, but she was really jealous and possessive of the people around her. So she gets married, comes to the conclusion that her husband must be cheating on her, and poisoned him with arsenic, claiming that he had abandoned her. Later, she got married again, and within a few months of that marriage, basically for the same reasons as, as the first marriage, she poisoned the new husband as well. She stopped marrying, though, after that second husband, um, but she would still take men as lovers uh, as she pleased, and she would eventually think they are unfaithful and then poison them. That was kind of her, uh, I don't know, her thinking <laughs> during all of that. Um, finally, she took a lover that was married, and the the wife of this lover... Um, he didn't, he didn't return home one night, so she confronted Vera and later brought the police over to Vera's house. And upon searching the house, the police found 32 coffins in the cellar. Why are you keeping them? <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do with them? Um, I don't know, maybe bury them in a brick wall like an intelligent person yeah, right. would do. <laughs> well, I wonder if as, as somebody who comes from a little, you know, higher respected family, you think, well, they'll never suspect me because I come from this family of wealthy, well-known people. She had a personal catacomb in her basement. Yeah. <laughs> um, each of these coffins contained the decomposing corpse of one of her lovers. Uh, when, when they asked her about it, she said she liked to spend time in the cellar, surrounded by her former lovers. Uh, in their deaths, they had become the devoted and unwavering men she had always wanted. Serious daddy issues. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Uh, she was convicted of 35 counts of murder, one of which was her own son, uh, who oh. apparently had found out that she was, like, killing all of these oh, men. Oh, she just happened to stumble upon the uh, multitudes yeah. of caskets in the basement. Yeah, and so just came down he here died. looking for yeah. a board game, found a bunch of dead bodies. <laughs> I just Mom, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so <laughs> he was also included in that, and she um, later died of a brain hemorrhage while serving time, so... I know that was like a powerhouse list of, <laughs> but but it really does give you kind of a broad view of these Black Widows, not only in the United States, um, but in other parts of the world. And a lot of that, I think all of them, except for that last one, was for money, some sort yeah. of monetary value. That last one was for love. And it was because she was kind of crazy and thought everybody was abandoning her. So it, it kind of is your <laughs> overview to Black Widows. Yeah. So, um, the one I wanted to kind of go a little more in depth about, <laughs> because I just don't understand why she wasn't caught, um, her name is Nanny Doss, which sounds like... Nanny? Nanny Doss. Okay. To me, that sounds like an, oh, you know, like a British, like, dandy lady, but no. Dandy <laughs> um, The dandy She's ladies. originally from Alabama, but, um, she moved to Oklahoma, so all of her kind of murder stuff happened in, outside of Tulsa. This woman, this she 
kind of went on a killing spree, I guess you could say, between 1920 and 1955. This is oh. the time period. 1920 to 50, so like 35 years? Is when she killed all of these people. Okay. So I'm just going to run through the brief list of people that she murdered. Um, two of her infant children. Oh, no. Four of her husbands. Two of her sisters. Her mother. A nephew. And a mother-in-law. Shit. These are all the people she killed between 1920 and 1955. So it was all family? All family. Every single one of them. Every single one. Family or lover. Oh my god. So they all died of illnesses that were associated with stomach ailments. I wonder what her weapon of choice was. Sounds like poison. poison? Is it poison? <laughs> um, specifically arsenic. Um, but to give you a little background about Nanny Doss, I'm going to show you a picture of her. Oh my god. Okay. Her nicknames. Are you prepared? Are the giggling granny. <laughs> oh my god. The lady bluebeard. Oh oh. And the lonely hearts killer. Okay, so let me ask you this because I don't oh. know if you saw this at Ooh, all. Yeah, there she is. Oh my god. Hey girl. Hey girl. <laughs> oh my god. Look at she those curls. Like, oh my god. She's smiling. She's a cute little grandma. She smiles in every picture. Oh. She's just like, mm-hmm. Did you see her mugshot by chance? Um, I don't know if they had a mugshot. I wonder if she's one of those people that smiles in her mugshot too. Probably. So let me ask you this. Because when I was doing my research, there I it saw is. something. She is smiling in it. Oh my like a god. Little smirk, the- a little out of the side of her mouth smirk. Yeah. <laughs> They reference. Look at um, that freaking beauty shot where she has her hand on the back of her oh like god. neck, like hi. Jeez, <laughs> that's creepy. Oh my gosh. When I when I was doing my research, they mentioned the term bluebeard in connection with Black Widow killers. Is that like another term? I mean, for- it may be. I I literally just- could not find anything that Let's was see. that was like. <laughs> This is also for, because they just talk about, like, Bluebeard the pirate. Yeah. Uh, the character is a monstrous villain who marries seven women in turn and warns them not to look behind a certain door in a castle, as inside the room are the corpses of his former wives. That's legit as fuck. Okay. I wonder if that's so another... it's kind of spinning it and saying okay. that these women... So Lady Bluebeard. Oh, Lady Bluebeard. Okay. okay. I got it. Wow. <laughs> That's creepy. Harumph. Okay. <laughs> so she's a lady bluebeard and the lonely hearts killer, which I've I've heard that term used yeah. for a couple other women, um, specifically for her because she did um, kind of obtain two of her husbands, at least I know of, through a lonely hearts ad. Um, okay. But to give you a little background about Nanny Doss, she married very young, sixteen years old. Um. She also had a history of being sexually abused by um, men in her family. Not immediate family, but, like, distant cousins and things like that. Gotcha. Um, Several men. Not just one or two, like, um, double digits. And this was 1918, you know. Yeah. Um, She got married, I believe, 1920. Okay. uh, When she was 16 is when she was married. Um, her first husband was Charlie Braggs. 
Uh, their marriage was... I'm sorry, that last name. Charlie brags about what? Um, Uh, Apparently all the gas she got, because he was, like, (laughs) freaking slaying women all day. Oh, my Um, God. He was uh, five years older than her. Okay. Which... Ew. And you're she's 16. Wait. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's a little more weird when you're, like, a teenager. Yeah. yeah. 1920, you're 16 years old. You married the first guy who showed you any sort of attention to get out of your household where you were being abused. Yeah. And this is, like, you know, a pattern. Because almost every single one of her husbands or lovers after this was an alcoholic, womanizer, cheater. So he was constantly cheating on her. He was a raging alcoholic. They would get into these fights. He would disappear days at a time. And in these periods where he was gone, she would go on the and look in the lonely hearts for other men, and she would also cheat on her husband. So it was not a loving marriage. It was not something that was great. But they did have four kids. Um, unfortunately, she killed the middle two children. <laughs> so... Okay... Yes. So, seems an odd um, choice. What happened was the second child died when they were an infant. Um, he went to work. He came back. The child was like dead in the crib. And back then, children, infants died all the time from mysterious problems. They, you know, that's yeah. they didn't know what infant sudden infant death syndrome was. We still don't understand what it is. Um, so a lot of times, 1920s, your kid died, just pump another one out, you know? Yeah. So they had another child, and um, when that child was two, that child also died. Hmm. Again, he came home from work, and the kid was dead. Like, Nanny Doss baby. was like, oh no, look what I found, a dead child. Oh, that poor baby. So... He became suspicious of her. He suspected that he did kill those two children. Um, So he left her. He took their first daughter, but left their second one. So they had four kids altogether. The middle two died. After the second one died, they had one more kid. And he took the first child and moved out. And was trying to get, um, you know, court custody battle to obtain the second child. Because he didn't take her when... Well, during this period of him trying to get a hold of her, she had already moved on and married someone else. Jeez. Were they divorced? They had divorced. He, like, divorced her right away. Okay. Um, Well, now that she's remarried, it's harder for that man to obtain his child because he doesn't have a stable home. He isn't married. He doesn't have a job. Mm -hmm. She has a house, another husband. He has kids. Yeah. So he never obtains this daughter. She doesn't wind up killing her. Thankfully, but she doesn't live a great home life. Yeah. You know, she does get abused. It winds up being a fucked up situation. Um, So a little time goes by. And this is like uh, late 30s, uh, early 40s, when all of the sudden her grandchildren from the first daughter that she had, um, they mysteriously die. So, supposedly the issue, the reason that she poisoned these kids, because they died from, um, one was, like, gastroenteritis-like issues, and the other one, they said, died of the flu, because so they would not that, stop throwing up. All things that have the same symptoms as poisoning. Yes! Surprise, no surprise. one drew the clues together. Um, so, supposedly the reason she killed these children was because she saw 
her daughter having such horrible issues with her husband, the son-in-law of mm-hmm. Nanny Doss, that she didn't want the kids to go through what she had gone through and what the like daughter the had gone and, through with the abuse and the, yeah. you know, constant men coming in and out. So she offed the grandchildren. Yeah, much better. I mean, <laughs> she also at this time killed her sister. So she offed the two grandchildren. She killed her own sister. Did she say why she killed her Never sister? mentioned. because. They were all living together at the time. Yeah. So it was just like one, two, three. Which makes you wonder if it's like a, she found out. You know, she knew a little too much information, and maybe that's why. Yeah, I mean, they didn't go into much explanation about her sister dying, her sister-in-law, or the fact that she killed her own mother either. Yeah, I think it's definitely feasible that it was like a "oh, you know too much" kind of situation. Yeah. So at this time, she also killed her daughter or her granddaughters and her sister. So let's go to 1945. Okay. Second husband. Um, they were married for 16 years. Okay, before she did anything? Before she did anything. Okay. He also was a womanizer and a raging alcoholic. Like, the kind of alcoholic where he made corn whiskey and buried jars in the backyard and hid them in cabinets, like, trying to sneak around and drink, and it was very apparent that he was an alcoholic. I mean, he had a still. He made his own liquor like he's an alcoholic. Not an alcoholic at all. So, 1945... They are out celebrating the victory over Japan. Okay. <laughs> this okay. is set the scene for you. And in a drunken stupor, he comes home, gets into a fight with her, beats her, and rapes her. Mm. And then the next day, she was doing some gardening. She uncovers one of his stash jars, poisons it. Oh, snap. He drinks it and dies. <laughs> and they just attributed it to alcoholism. Of course, yeah. That he died from alcoholism. Well, and that's interesting, because it's like, well, when is he going to drink that particular one? But exactly. I guess if he's that much of an alcoholic, like, you're probably burning through it pretty quick. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah. He had several stash jars buried. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so let's go third husband. This was five years later. She remarries. Um, so her third husband... Supposedly died of quote-unquote heart failure. So she would often disappear days at a time, leaving him alone, because he, too, was, guess what, womanizing alcoholic. Big surprise! So she poisons him, and he dies, but not, I mean, he had a heart attack from the poison. So he legitimately, uh, which I find a lot of times happens to the older men, um, when they get poisoned, they wind up having a heart attack. Yeah. Before the poison even gets to their stomach to poison them. Yeah. So it's just like a bodily reaction to arsenic. He had a heart attack. Sure. Um, so the weird thing about this is that he left his house to his sister and not to his wife. <laughs> okay. Take that bitch. I'm sorry. That's um, one of those moments that's like, oh, snap. But here's the oh, thing. Shit. She burned the house down. <laughs> <laughs> she burned the house down. Oh, my God. And got the insurance money. So... Who's laughing now? So he left the house to her, to his sister, but the but insurance, the insurance was policy in was for her. Her name. Oh my god, idiot! You crafty broad. Yeah. So she <laughs> burned the house down. The money went to her, um, and in this time, she killed the mother-in-law. So gets back at the sister, burns the house down, kills his mother, and kills him, and is like big old fuck you to that family. Oh my god. Um. So let's go fourth husband. 1953. They weren't married that long. 
<laughs> he was also a cheater, but not an alcoholic. Getting um, better. Not yeah. So, kid. you know, he still was a cheater. I feel like she had a very specific, like, like, I feel like she was attracted to, you know, barroom brawler guys. Like, she was a barfly yeah. and, like, was picking up all of these alcoholic womanizers from, like, oh, yeah, I can a see speakeasy that. or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, like, 1920, 1930. Um, well, isn't it, like, if you're in an abusive relationship, you, you tend seek to it out. gravitate yeah, yeah, towards Yeah, you seek that behavior repeatedly. Yeah. And because she was abused when she was younger and that she didn't really have a father figure and all of these culminates, she seeks that out in another person. Sure, yeah. So, she poisons him, kills him, and also at this time, she kills her own mother. And her own mother, I mean, her mother at this point is probably her late 80s or something. Um, Mm. She's significantly older, so it's not like she killed her. You know, I mean, she lived a pretty full life. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't... (laughs) And that's more, I feel, like a a sympathy killing. They didn't go into it a lot, but they just kind of threw it in there, like, and then she also poisoned her mother. (laughs) That's that's really sad, yeah. It's sad, but I feel like it wasn't out of malice, like the most of these other ones are. Um, So then we are going to go into her fifth husband. Uh, Her fifth husband, Samuel Doss, complete opposite of everything she's ever dated. Okay. He's a churchgoer. He actually was, like, in love with her and courted her, and they got married, and they weren't married for that long. Um, He was not a drinker whatsoever, very vehemently against it. Talked about, like, bringing back temperance. <laughs> okay. So, like, the complete opposite of what she thought uh, normally. So, the problem with this relationship, which is why they say she poisoned him, was that she was a lover of romance novels. Okay. And collected them and was very into, like, the trashy Pulp Fiction oh, God. novels. Yeah. And he was a possessive, like, super Christian man who was, like, a preachy kind of Sunday dude. And he would tell her, you cannot have these romance novels. You will throw them away. You are not allowed to read that trash. You will read the Bible. So that's when it started going downhill. And she poisoned him, and he died of a digestive tract infection. So... Just, I'm just thinking about this because he's the opposite of everything that she's had, but he's like re- religiously abusive. Like, still abusive. It's just, it's a different kind of a abuse, different kind but of it's abuse. like, oh fuck, I guess he's still gonna demand all this shit from me. And he didn't start out like that. It was like, it was the only guy that she married that courted her. Like, yeah. where they had a, like, real substantial relationship, not yeah. just, like, we're gonna get married and, like, bang and then I kill you. Yeah. Um, so, he was in the hospital for a long time before he finally died, and he was having severe digestive issues, and then he died of an infection. But the doctor was suspicious, and this is where the, her downfall came. He had an autopsy done. Okay. And they found significant amounts of arsenic within his stomach contents. Like, a lot of arsenic. Jeez. Um, So after they did that, they decided to exhume her husband's, her previous husband's, and they did testing on their stomach contents, and and lo and behold, every single one of them had arsenic in their system. Everyone. So, uh, let's see. <laughs> they take her in, and she just confesses. She's like, 
Yeah, I killed everyone. And then I, she just tells them all the people she poisoned. Do you know how old she was when she got taken in? Um, I'm just curious. This was 19... She was convicted in 1955. And so she was 16 when she was 1920. Okay. 50s? So... Well, because I'm thinking if it's one of those, like... If I feel like you hit a point in your life where it's like, I'm going to be gone soon anyway, and they're trying to catch me for this, well, fuck it, like, I don't have that much time left, I might as well just, you know, Yeah, she was almost 50, I think. But uh, or 50s, maybe she was 50, yeah. 50 is still not that not that old, but I guess at that time, it might have, your life expectancy wasn't yeah, that Yeah, so she so. was convicted in 1955 after her confession of killing all these people. And she was sentenced to life in prison. And she was in, only in prison for nine years before she died of leukemia. Oh. I mean, not all. Um, she totally deserved yeah. it. The life. <laughs> Damn it. Uh. So if you just look her up, take a look at her picture, and there's articles where you can just kind of go in there. And um, she was quoted in the papers because they, like, after she confessed, it was everywhere. Like, oh, of course. Spreading like wildfire. Nanny Doss, Lady Bluebeard is the serial killer of the century in 1950s talk. Yeah. Um, she was quoted as saying, I was just bored in my marriage, is why she killed all of her husbands. And then they quoted her first husband, Braggs, as saying, I was the lucky one. I was the only one that got away. Well... Your two children didn't get away, you fucking asshole. So, yeah, right. Ugh. Fuck those guys. Nanny Doss. No, not really. That's really sad. I'm the sorry. giggling <laughs> granny. Yeah. Those poor, ah, those poor children. That's what, that is what gets me. It's so. When you start killing your children, it's your like your husband, whatever. It's kind of like an old, man. like, take my husband, please. Like, yeah. But when you start killing your kids, there's a deep issue. Yeah. Deep issue. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. The last one we're going to talk about talk about today is Tilly Klemek, and I don't know why I keep doing this to myself, but let me choose the most foreign <laughs> people because um, she was a she, wiener dog named Tilly. <laughs> it's like a 1920s name. Was yeah. she born in the 20s? Uh, she was born in 1876. Not so close. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but she was a Polish American. So good luck. <laughs> There's some Polish names in here. I'm so sorry. You can't advance. rep those Polish people hard. I just need to start looking into murders of people named Sarah, Sarah Jones. Smith. Smith. Keep it strictly Smith. This is the Smith Somebody serial Smith. killer podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she was a Polish-American serial killer who was active in Chicago. That's the other thing that I realized is I don't do this intentionally, but I tend to you talk a about lot of local a lot stuff. of local or like We need Illinois to have an all murders. local episode. Oh, sorry, guys. Send us in local. Illinois things. Yeah, right? Um, According to a rumor that got started, this is why I picked this one, Um, she pretended to have precognitive dreams accurately predicting the dates of death of her victims. So... So premonitions. In reality, yeah. So a lot of people thought she was, like, psychic, and she oh. definitely played into that. Oh, this is definitely during the period of clairvoyance time, oh, yeah. too. And when you can get away with it. Seances. Yeah. Oh, yes. This sounds exciting. However, in reality, <laughs> she was really, like, scheduling the deaths. The murders. And then being like, so-and-so is going to die on Sunday. And lo and behold. Pencil them in. Yeah, right? Um, basically, there's no record of her claiming to be a psychic, but there... Um, 
are some really kind of weird accounts where she would talk to her neighbors and husbands and tell them that, like, when they were going to die. <laughs> so, first of all, let me start off with oh my God. Our, Why classic, they prepared? our classic picture of, of Tilly. Oh, that is all the 1920s that glamour. Oh, what is She's that? She's got this, like, top hat kind of thing with a it's fur. It's like a pilgrim hat. She looks a little bit like, um... Uh, like the Wicked Witch of the West, yeah, like, like Wizard of Oz, the original Wizard of yes. Oz. Yeah, she kind of looks like that. Um, but yeah, just very, very old school. We'll say <laughs> uh, she ended up being tried for the murder of her third husband, Frank Kupchik. I believe is how you will pronounce it. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Um, he basically got ill um, in the same place where she previously had lived with a boyfriend under the name Myers. And... Was his first name Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, she... When he turned ill, she started telling the neighbors that Frank would not live long. And she would even mock him. Like, oh to his face. Green. Why aren't these people, like, she's gonna kill him? No. That's my immediate thought. Um, she would greet him in the morning by saying, it won't be long now, or you'll be dying soon. <laughs> and I must admit that I have done I would some be like, things to I... my boyfriend that could be misconstrued. <laughs> when we go to sleep, I'll put my hand over his mouth and I'll just be like, go to sleep now. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so take note. Um, no. When Boaz <laughs> murdered in the house, I'll know who to turn to. <laughs> and I think it's my dark humor, but some people might misconstrue, so I guess I can understand why people were like, she's just really darkly yeah, right. humorous. Uh, she also would joke with the neighbors that, she, um, that he had... Two inches to live, which is like close to close to death. Like he's got two inches to live. Like I thought you were gonna go a complete other no. direction with the two the inches. The first time I read that, I thought it was going a completely different he's direction. He's got two inches to live, that is. <laughs> she even went as far as knitting her own morning hat um while she sat by his bedside that mm. she later wore to the trial of My that God. she was convicted in for his death. <laughs> Um, she had also asked the landlady's permission to store a bargain coffin she'd found for sale in the bargain basement. Coffin. Yeah, like coffin, coffin sale. I have a friend whose father built his own coffin, so I mean. They totally, oh my god, this is, <laughs> I'm not ashamed of this. They totally did that on an episode of King of the Hill. Where Hank, yeah, Hank Hill I mean. Did, he like, there, he built a coffin and it was super crappy, know this, so he gave it to Peggy and then he built a way better one for himself. If yeah, you know this person's stuff. family and her father, you'd be like, that makes total really? sense. Well, they made so their coffins own are fucking expensive. It's a beautiful piece. I'm sure it is, but that'll save you like 10 grand down the road. Yeah, fuck well, that. Throw me in a your ditch. Every time yeah. I say that, my boyfriend gets so Aww. I was like, wrap me in a closet, throw me in a ditch. I don't Jesus. even care. Donate my body to science. <laughs> you have to pay to donate your body to science. You know that. I know, but That's it's so not $10,000. I mean, maybe. No, never. Put me in a tree pod. <laughs> a tree pod? Fucking um, damn it. <laughs> so, so all of these things are kind of they might have led to these rumors that she was a psychic and was like predicting his death. Um, and that might have been where these kind of legends came from, but she just, she was just 
making wacky <laughs> statements to neighbors. Oh my god. Um, so after uh, he died, Frank died in 1921, and after his death, she married a man named Joseph Klemek and lived with him uh, in Chicago. He became ill, and when that happened, the doctors suspected arsenic poisoning, which is like, oh, of course, the one time that somebody gets ill, you actually test for arsenic poisoning. Um, but a lot of the times back then, they were using arsenic in everything. Yeah. That it was like, ac- like they viewed it as accidental arsenic poisoning because okay. it was in paint. They yeah. were using it as pesticides and fertilizers. Mm-hmm. And so when people were getting these digestive tract issues, they're like, stop eating whatever fresh fruit you're eating. Okay. Get it okay. from somewhere else yeah. because they're using the arsenic as a pesticide. Um, so they suspected arsenic poisoning and they tested it and that was confirmed. So she was arrested. Um, it was later said that she told the officer that arrested her. The next one I want to cook a dinner for is you. Creepy. So. Of her husband? <laughs> like, I'm going to cook you a dinner of my husband. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, so the bodies of her other husbands were exhumed, and they all were found to contain lethal doses of ar- uh, arsenic, although the soil around them was clean, which to me says it was arsenic poisoning versus, like, arsenic seeping into yeah. um, the bodies while they were buried. They also arrested her cousin, Nellie. Um, Nellie and Tilly. Sounds like partners yeah. in crime. <laughs> uh, because Tilly had told the police that she had told Nellie she was tired of her husband, Frank, and Nellie uh, suggested divorce. But Tilly had said, I will get rid of him some other way, and had claimed that Nellie had given her um, a goodly portion of poison called Rough on Rats. (laughs) Rough on Rats. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) After she was arrested, all of a sudden it came to light that a couple of her relatives and neighbors um, of both uh, Klimek and, or I'll say Tilly and Nellie, had died. Two of the neighbors that Tilly had quarreled with became gravely ill after being given candy by her. A dog that annoyed her. When you start fucking with dogs. (laughs) Kill all the shitty neighbors you want. Do not murder the dog. <laughs> a dog that annoyed her in um, one of her houses had died of arsenic poisoning. Several of Tilly and Nellie's cousins and relatives were found to have taken ill shortly after eating dinner at Tilly's house. And She's just a terrible cook. <laughs> it basically went to a list of about 20 uh, suspected victims. Oh my god, I thought my lady had a lot of murders. <laughs> yeah, 14 who had Holy died. shit. Yeah, um, I think 20 victims of poisoning, so not all of them died, some of them just got sick. Uh, but they referred to her not as a solo murderer, but as the High Priestess, the papers, um, they referred to her as the High Priestess of a Bluebeard clique in Chicago's little Poland neighborhood. Hey, Bluebeard's coming around. This is why I asked about the Bluebeard, because I couldn't, like I said, I could not find anything about it, and they referenced uh, her also as a Bluebeard, which is 
makes sense. Now okay, that it's yeah. Like, now that you learned what a bluebeard yeah, is, right? or who he is, <laughs> your fun fact of the day. Yeah, um, I use that now every time I don't like, you know, something. Bluebeard them. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> uh, there were some other wives in the neighborhood that were arrested, I think, and questioned and released because I'm surprised they didn't call them witches. I mean, yeah, you think? Yeah, it fits. It, That's usually yeah. the go-to. <laughs> um, her la- her. Uh, last husband, Joseph Klemek, he survived, um, but he, I mean, he was still in the hospital more than three months later, but he did eventually, I mean, he eventually pulled through and survived. Uh, it was found out that she had taken life insurance policies out on her husband's, from which she definitely got money. I don't know how oh much, but God. it sounds like a lot. Um <laughs> So in March twenty uh, March nineteen twenty three, Tilly was found guilty of the murder of Frank Kupchik, her third husband, her third known husband, and was sentenced to life in prison, which at the time was the harshest sentence that had ever been leveled against a woman in Cook County. Which I'm not sure. I'm sure that has to be. I, I mean, maybe they have other life in prison women in Cook County, but I don't think that they really gave. A lot of women life in prison. No. Um, most of the time back then, it was like the max was 10 years. And even then, they didn't serve that. Yeah. For murder. Yeah. Well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's eh, fucked And up. back then, life in prison, you were up for parole within a year. Oh. Which is not the same. Nah. Well. No. no. Not at all. <laughs> um, you don't go up for parole for like 10 years. If you even get that option for yeah. your life in prison. Term. Right, right. Um, Nellie. That, I mean, it also depends on how many life in prison terms you Oh, get. yeah, that's true. If you get multiple, then yes. fuck that. <laughs> nope. Uh, Nellie was later acquitted. She was charged, but she was acquitted. She spent a year in prison during the trial. While she was in prison, Tilly is such a bitch. I'm sorry. She's just such Her a bitch. Her name's Tilly. She's got, like, this <laughs> really dark bitch. sense of humor. While they were both in prison, Tilly used to tease Nellie, um, while, like, while they were in prison, and she once convinced her that she was about to be, like, taken out and hanged. Oh my god. Yeah, like that. She would, like, tease her like that in prison, which is like, are you kidding? Like, you, you're, you're in, in prison. prison and you're just teasing this woman. That is horrible. And did Nellie actually really do anything? It was just, it seemed to me that it was just she claims just by Tilly. Yeah. And, yeah, maybe it was just a, she knew about it, so that would be, uh, what, like, hindering an investigation? Of uh, conspiracy like to commit yeah. murder. <laughs> yeah. Or if she was the one that provided the rat poison, that would be a different thing, because then you're talking about she might have provided it, but not know what you it's know, not eating it and abetting. What is the term? Um, uh, I couldn't tell you. We're just going to say right here, we have very loose knowledge of the laws and the yeah. judicial system. Yeah. This is just stuff we're kind of vaguely remembering. Yeah. So if we're wrong, we oh, know. Well, <laughs> if we're wrong, we're right now. It's back now. Um, anyway. I am not a fucking lawyer. <laughs> Uh, so Tilly did eventually die in prison on November 20th, uh, 1936. Okay. Yeah. So not at all Which, serving life. I, out of 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, she must have been old at that point. She, what did I say? She was born in 1876 to 1936. So I don't math. That's not my gig. 60? 
Jackson. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I do vague math. <laughs> <laughs> Count by ten. That's all I know. <laughs> Where's our fact check, check at, Tiff? Calculator. <laughs> it's cool. Don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, so I honestly, I really picked that one because it was like this crazy psychic story and she would just like just drop these I imagine this flapper crazy. lady like, burp, 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 and I kill you. Like, <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> as long as she's wearing that like top hat thing. Yes. Yeah, totally. It's like totally. very Chicago. Oh, uh, The yeah. musical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wonder if, I wonder if that was inspired. Maybe. We need to look into that. Because that was inspired by true events, and there were a lot of women at that period in the 20s that were going to jail for killing men. Yeah. Maybe. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> um, guys, research that for us, and then email. And then let us know. Let us yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Did you have anything else to add to that? Not to the Black Widows. No. Nope. All right. <laughs> well, we have come to the conclusion of another episode. <sighs> Four in the books. I know. <laughs> this is this is really exciting because I think, um, I mean, we really do this because we love talking about this crazy shit. We like to hear ourselves talk. Let's yeah. be real. <laughs> That's what it, I actually, I listened to this in the car. Oh my God. TV. I was no, taking notes. I was re-listening to episode two and I was taking notes and I'm like, I have listened to this four times. At what point is it taking notes and then just listening to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I, I sound really on this recording. <laughs> oh my god, I need to stop yeah. with the vocal fry. <laughs> uh, we do have some shout-outs. I don't, I don't think I really have any. Oh, mine's sweet. kind of long, I was going to say. No. So let me take it away. Nice. I have four. You go for it. I don't think I really <laughs> okay, have that's any nice. this week. Um, I just wanted to shout-out to Wine and Crime Podcast. These girls are fucking hilarious. They're just a couple of Midwestern Minnesotan girls talking about wine and crime. Oh, um, <laughs> Do they sound super Minnesotan? I Every once in a while they that. put on the Minnesotan accent, but it's not, like, crazy. Um, but they have really great wine recommendations and some, like, delicious shit. They throw in some history, some psychology of the murders. It's really great. Um, you can reach them at their Twitter, Wine and Crime Pod. Um, I'd also like to shout out BLT Lunch Break. I, I know Bart. He's really great. Um, but, like... Those guys, Tim, Logan, Bart, they're so funny. They are just on their lunch breaks doing a podcast. And they talk about random stuff. A lot of, you know... Where do they work that they have a lunch break long enough to record a fucking podcast? I I want to work there because I get half an hour. I have an hour lunch break. that You can easily do a podcast over your lunch break if you have an hour. I get half an hour. Whatever, guys. Well, whatever. Whatever. Just saying. I got the hour <laughs> over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're, they're doing a moon pie contest, so if you want. What a, like, making moon pies? No. Eating so, like, the most moon pies? It's uh, things that Finding are inspired. So what, when you think moon pie, you're inspired. So, like, they had someone who, like, wrote a song, and they, and they want, like, it's just, go when on I, their website. When I think moon pie, <laughs> I think moon pie. <laughs> it's the love and nostalgia of okay. moon pie. I guess I'm okay. not that into moon pies. Um, no. Go on Twitter, <laughs> BLT Lunch Break, look it up. There you have some hilarious stuff. Um, also, I really wanted to thank um, the, That's Why We Drink podcast. They were very kind enough to send some really great encouraging words on Twitter to us. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. Yes, you can reach them at A-T-W-W-D podcast at Twitter. Um, They're really great people. And then lastly, I would like to shout out to uh, Bo for putting up with this... (laughs) 
<laughs> and being Are you shouting supportive. out your boyfriend? I am. He was kind enough to share our podcast on Twitter, and we got some international listeners. Oh, shut up, really? Yeah. Oh, thanks, Bo. So when you butcher all those Japanese names, they will let me know. Oh, shit. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> they will let I me know. I told me that before <laughs> we started. Nope, I, I held it like, in. I'm just going to change what I'm doing So we got a couple international listeners, oh Japan and Switzerland. Um, you can reach them on Instagram at smscycles with a Z. He has some really cool motorcycle stories and nostalgia that you can find. But, yeah, he was really nice enough to shout us out and get us some international listeners. Nice. <laughs> I lied. I do have one. Okay, go. Well, and it's not, it's less of a shout out, more of a suggestion. Okay. We could throw out some suggestions, yeah. right? This is our podcast. Who the fuck you want? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot I own this. <laughs> uh, so, if you guys like our podcast, I do want to suggest checking out Thinking Sideways. Oh, yes. Um, I podcast. freaked out when we were talking about this earlier. I think they retweeted us, and I was like, oh, my God, I listen to those guys all the time. <laughs> so, um, Thinking Sideways, they're, it's kind of like a, an, I don't want to say investigative podcast, but they talk a lot about mysteries. They do talk about mysterious murders. They mm-hmm. did, like, uh, uh, Tom and Shrewd. And um, they did an episode on the The Shining, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Oh, yeah, some yeah. like theories with that. It's super fascinating. I mean, they cover everything from like murder to aliens to talk a lot about chupacabra. Yeah, you know. it's like really all encompassing. Yeah, so I would definitely say check them out if you want to hit at them at, on Twitter. It's at Thinking with an Ed N Podcast. <laughs> um. But I just wanted to throw that yeah, out there. Yeah, this is pod love. Pod yeah. family. Pod love. <laughs> yeah. um, if you would like to get in contact with us, you can check us out at our website, badtastecrimecast.com. Yeah, yeah. There is a form... Uh, to get in contact with us, like a like a contact yeah, us. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. Please send us We anything. actually <laughs> have yet to, well, as of the recording of this episode, <laughs> we have yet to receive any email from anybody. Yeah, so fuck you guys. No. <laughs> yeah. So show us a little love. Um, show us love. Show us hate. Anything. Yeah. We like constructive criticism, suggestions. suggestions I would love would suggestions. Uh, if you... Not that my list isn't really fucking long, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, we are worth, like, constantly compiling a list. So if you oh, guys yes. do have suggestions and there's stuff that you want here. You can also email us at thebadtastecrimecast at gmail.com. Yep. Um, right. Twitter, BT Crimecast. We have Facebook, Instagram. Um, yeah, just let us know. We also want to thank Tiff W. Yeah. <laughs> for all of our sound and editing expertise. And our music is done by Jason Z, whose last name I still have not figured out how to pronounce. Maybe you never will. As, yeah, well, let's talk Jason about my pronouncing. Z- yeah. There you go. There it is. My pronouncing track record so far. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for helping us. Thanks. I mean, we're pretty inept without you. I'm just kidding. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys have been great. I think that is where we will leave you. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. The police are calling the Hillside Strangler has murdered 10 young women and left their bodies on the hillsides along the highway. It was as if a wave of evil washed over this town. We are all evil in some form or another.